Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Biblical Question. We are excited you've taken time out of your day to listen to our podcast. For more information about us, you may visit our website at biblicalquestion.com. We will tell you the web address again at the show's end. We encourage you to open your Bible and follow along as we study the Bible. Now here is your host, Joseph. Hello, and welcome to the podcast on this Christmas Eve. 2023. This year's just about over, but I'm glad that you have taken time out of your busy schedule to listen to this podcast. And please make sure you hit that like button and follow us on your favorite podcasting app so that you will always get an alert each week when we release our podcast. We do so on Saturday, very early in the morning, Chicago time zone. And so that most people, when they get up uh, in, uh, in the U.S. anyway, they can... Uh, listen to uh, the podcast, but I know in other parts of the world, it's already Christmas Day, and so many people are, are celebrating uh, Christmas in their prospective countries. Please uh, check out that webpage if you get the time and, and follow us there as well. You can catch up on past podcasts and, and uh, get to know us a little bit better. Today, we're going to be in Matthew chapter 1, Matthew chapter 1. I am not going to read the entire uh, chapter, but I would encourage you to do so. As you read uh, this chapter, it is obviously the uh, family uh, tree uh, of Jesus. And there's lots of names in this chapter that uh, we don't talk about a lot. Uh, Some of those, uh, we may not even know how to pronounce the names correctly. And so, Matthew, I believe, does this to show us... uh, especially to a Jewish audience of the, uh, the family tree uh, going back from Abraham uh, all the way uh, to the time of Jesus, which would have been very important uh, in this day and time when Matthew would have wrote his gospel account. But I am going to start reading starting in verse 17 and, and following. So again, if you have a Bible, please, I always encourage you to follow along. Make sure that I'm not just pulling things out of the air, but I really am reading uh, from the Bible. Matthew chapter 1, starting verse 17. So all the generations from Abraham to David are 14 generations. From David to the exile to Babylon, 14 generations. And from carrying away to Babylon to the Christ, 14 generations. Verse 18, Uh, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was like this. After his mother Mary was engaged to Joseph, before they came together, she was found pregnant by the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her husband, being righteous man, and was not willing to make a public example, intended to put her away secretly. But when he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For what she is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit, and she shall give birth to a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. For it is he who will save his people from their sins. Now all this happened to it might be fulfilled, which spoken by the prophet, through saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child, and shall give birth to a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is interpreted 
God with us. And so uh, Joseph wakes up, you know, if you continue reading the uh, the chapter, wakes up, takes Mary, and, and does marry her, and the, the rest will be, be history, as we might say. And so, again, I know it's Christmas Eve. I know uh, many of you are, are very busy. I'm hoping that uh, you will take uh, the time to, to uh, enjoy what Christmas uh, is celebrated, why it's celebrated or not celebrated in some circles. I want to say this right out, right out of the start of this podcast. In order to have an, an atoning death by a sinless uh, God, man, you have to have the virgin birth. And without um, the virgin birth, this is all, this is all a lie. The virgin birth and conception is all part of the basis of who Jesus is and as the Messiah. That does not mean that Mary did not have other children down the road. She was a married woman and uh, a husband who obviously uh, would have engaged in intimacy uh, with each other. That's part of being uh, married and Mary being uh, the woman that she is, a godly woman, uh, would never rejected her husband in this area. So uh, that all aside, back to the chapter here, I think there's a lot of names again that are, are very foreign to our ears. And, but we also are struck by the fact that our Lord has a plan. He always has a plan. And we can hear from Abraham to David, from David to the carrying away to Babylon, and the carrying away to Babylon uh, to the coming of the Messiah, Jesus. All 14 generations. I think that's kind of interesting myself that God did this. And this is all, again, with a purpose. There is organization in all this. And we read that Jesus, our Lord, really truly did take flesh. And he come into this world, he took on the form of human nature upon himself, the all-powerful creator of the world. And, and many people would say, well, God the Father, he created uh, the world. Well, you need to read John chapter 1. Uh, the creator of the world is God, yes. Uh, but John's gospel account, as well as the Apostle Paul and Colossians, would give credit that Jesus is God in the flesh, and he is the creator of all things. So it, Jesus does come, and he takes on our human nature to become a perfect man, perfect sacrifice, as I talked even in the dialogue. Matthew is stressing upon us, as, we, as you would read this today, that indeed God really did take uh, on flesh and that Jesus is the lineage of the faithful uh, people in that lineage. We all know the story of Abraham. I would, I'm assuming things, but how he was uh, faithful and willing to sacrifice his son. And, and from him uh, were born the generations upon generations of the faithful ones. Yes, again, within this text of chapter 1, many of those names uh, were terrible sinners. There's no doubt if you really start studying out uh, some of those names. 
Uh, many were very uh, righteous type holy people, very faithful to God in all aspects. But we also commemorate uh, all of this in remembrance of who we were waiting for, and that would be the waiting of the Messiah. These men led, lived their lives based on that expectation. Uh, they knew uh, of the promise made in Genesis chapter 3 and all the prophets that came along proclaiming a Messiah or the Christ uh, would be coming. He would suffer. And because of these prophecies and because of their faith that we, we stand at the threshold of, of, of the Messiah and really, we're supposed to be reminding ourselves how all of this is really connected. We are all called to be people who we read about today. We're, we're all relatives of Abraham. We all have this uh, Father Abraham. You know, there was a song years ago, first time I ever heard it, honestly, was... Uh, in Arizona, when I was uh, teaching uh, Bible classes and sign language there uh, on a reservation, on the White Mountain Apache Reservation, and they sing the song, Father Abraham. I Honestly, I had never heard that before, but it's a kind of a cute, cute little song. It, but it's a song that does teach about Abraham and Isaac, and then we have Jacob. And we're, we're all called to, to be like these people, the prophet Daniel uh, and the three youth, uh, young boys there, you know, they, they're taking into Babylon, I believe, as very young children, uh, young boys, um, and they will never see their homeland again. But yet they, they live a faithful life. They refuse to have their, their lives, uh, bodies defiled with food that God had told them not to eat. Uh, we're all called to be, you know, members of their family, uh, and be family with them. We are not family members by blood, but we become members of one family by the faith in Christ, by his blood, but not just by believing and saying, God is in my heart, but by living a life of faith, by being faithful to God. And all of this is possible when we become by the, the adoption of sons and, and daughters into in, in a holy family, into a holy priesthood, by the coming of Christ, taking on his flesh, taking upon himself the, the sins of all humanity, the sins of the world, and by destroying death, by coming up out of that grave. And he was truly dead, folks, uh, despite what uh, some people like to teach, that he faked his death, there was a substitute. Uh, that's all trash. That's all from the pits of hell. And so, but with coming into this world, we celebrate God uh, becoming a, a man. And he's reuniting himself with, with, with mankind on earth. You know, he, he did walk with Adam and then he walked with Adam and Eve in the garden before uh, they, uh, they sinned and, and fell into that temptation. And that's what God wants. He really wants to walk with us. He wants to have a relationship with us. 
but he does, he's not going to force us to have that relationship. Uh, he didn't force Adam or Eve, Eve uh, in being able to walk uh, with him. He freely gave them uh, the choice to, uh, to obey or not to obey. So we, we celebrate God's love, uh, that he, he comes into the world to restore our, our fallen human nature, to restore us to, to live as, he, again, he originally intended us to live. Before the coming of the Messiah, a, a person was born, he struggled, he worked, and died. He may or may not have understood uh, eternal life. I mean, all Jewish people were looking for the Messiah. They, they intentionally, I mean, they, they looked for signs and, and wonders for the Messiah to come. And as time would go on, they had their own views of what that Messiah would be. And I think this is some of the reason the Jewish people have rejected Jesus as the Messiah. They, they really truly believe he's going to be the conquering king and throw everybody out of Israel, and there's going to be one world order, and they're going to be it. Uh, kind of that superpower idea. Uh, and that's really, you know, David, when he was king, uh, really was that superpower of the world at that time. He, he greatly prospered. Uh, even Solomon greatly prospered. Uh, you know, if you go and study Solomon out, and especially in his early days, he's very extremely wealthy. I mean, silver had no value at all. Uh, Solomon was been noted to uh, only drink out of a cup made of pure gold and things. And so uh, that's a very wealthy nation. And they failed to understand in, in, in many ways but the one thing they really failed to understand that the Messiah coming from Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, was he's going to come and restore a relationship with us. He's going to have an avenue and a pathway to have that walking relationship in the garden with him once again. And so Jesus takes upon himself our human nature. And once we are, again, granted uh, to commune with him, with our God, our creator, just like Adam and Eve did in paradise, as we would call it. And I think this is significant of why we celebrate the coming of the Messiah, because the sin of humanity uh, needs to be dealt with. Now, was Jesus born on December 25th? My opinion is, no, he was not. The odds of that are one out of 365, and so the odds are pretty small. And, you know, if you go back and you listen to some other uh, podcasts that I've done around Christmas time, you would find out uh, when I think Jesus was really born. And uh, I think there's clues within the text, as you read. The shepherds in the field, uh, you know, Israel, if you would study that out, even today have a winter that's uh, very cold there. Uh, the grass probably is not uh, growing to uh, for the shepherds to be out grazing in the fields. They probably baled hay, much like they do today, or we do here in America. Uh, we put up hay for the winter to feed our livestock. And so 
Uh, if you have a, a globe, you can find Jerusalem and drag uh, your finger over to the west across the United States, and you would find out it comes out around Washington, D.C., uh, right around the uh, Interstate 70 corridor, if you want to say that. It's so it's very cold in the wintertime in, those, in that part of the parallel of the world. And so that's why you see Peter and Jesus' trial. He's warming himself at a fire because it's cold. That God has a, com- a compassion and love, and he wants to tear down the wall between him and us. And he's the only one that could do that. And so you and I can't break that wall down, but God can. And so he takes on this flesh, and he comes into this world to restore our fallen human nature, to restore us to, again, uh, what we once had, to commune with him on a personal level, just like Jesus, uh, excuse me, Adam and Eve did before they sinned and fell. So, but we still have to struggle on this earth. We still have to endure sicknesses and sorrows, and we're going to have to experience loss and discord and, and overcome all kinds of temptations. I mean, Jesus, I believe, was tempted each and every day. I mean, the Hebrew writer says that he took on our form in every way. Well, I don't know about you, but there's temptations all around each and every day. But yet Jesus never fell into those temptations. And so I know he's tempted uh, in the beginning of his ministry, you know, uh, that's very clear. But if you really believe that Jesus is like us in every way, uh, in our human nature, yet God, uh, which I still struggle with, but believe it because that's what the Bible teaches. And so we have to understand, excuse me, that Jesus... uh, was out to defeat sin. He's out to defeat temptation. And we all have weaknesses in our life. I don't care who you are. We all have weaknesses because we have surrendered to sin. So now we have the Messiah. And by faith, we have this redemption, the spilling of blood of the Christ on the cross. And we are granted to be once again reunited with him, our creator, in his heavenly kingdom. And so even though through this life is not easy here on earth, it doesn't end. There is life after death. It continues on. And we are granted this eternity uh, with him. We are granted salvation. We are invited to partake in God's heavenly banquet, in, in his heavenly kingdom. Of course, we we have to accept uh, who Christ is. We have to accept uh, him in every aspect of our lives and allow him to be that shepherd for us, to to protect us, to to guide us, to to move us from uh, pasture to pasture, allow us to have that you know that green grass type of idea. And and so there are several relationships that we could really have. Uh, with Jesus, and that is obviously the shepherd and the sheep type idea, uh, master-slave type of idea. And so I think there's more grace in the shepherd idea. Uh, and we, we seem to skip the grace idea. Is he king? Absolutely. 
Uh, is he the master of the universe? Absolutely. But we are we all slaves? Yes. We're slaves to either righteousness or sin. And that's what Jesus says. And so there is a significance uh, of this feast that God has taken on uh, flesh, that we are no longer orphans, but we are now sons and daughters by faith. Uh, through this adoption, by the grace of God. And so let us show our thanks. Let us show it by living a faithful life, full of faith, trust, and not just having God in our heart, but living every day with Him in our, in our walk here on earth, in our life, in our deeds, in our, in our words, our actions, uh, in, in our hearts, we, we need to do this because we need to communicate with God. We, we need to pray more. Uh, we need to find uh, time to, to read the scriptures. You know, I, I know about a busy life, and I, I listen to the, the Bible. I have audio Bibles uh, on my electronic devices. Uh, I have CDs. I I have, obviously, the written form, but we really need to truly, honestly, take more time to read the Bible. Read it to your children. Read it to, to your spouse and, and allow God's Word to, to lead you, you know, down the, the path of life. As you're doing this, you will, you will live a correct life, and we really need to follow His commandments. And the more we seek out His will, the more human as he intended for us to be uh, not not allowing the world to define our humanity but but god allowing god to define our humanness uh, god defines us as being human and, and to have this communion with god to celebrate the birth of his fulfillment of prophecy to come and, and live with us, to show us uh, how uh, we are to live, what is expected of us uh, to die for us and to suffer for us, to shed that blood. Uh, Jesus did a lot more, uh, Oprah, than just show us how to live a life. He lived a life of perfection obedience to God, and he was willing to suffer, willing to shed that blood and die in our place. How many people around you are willing to do that? Probably none, or very, very few. You know, I would hope that if you're married that your spouse would, would do that, especially if you're the husband, that you would be willing to surrender your life so that your spouse uh, could go on living, your family could go on living. Uh, that's a big... Uh, big subject, deep subject, but, uh, you know, the church around the world is persecuted in one form or another, and I know I have many listeners in countries and nations that are persecuted uh, for being a Christian. Uh, just know that uh, I do pray for the persecuted church on a very, very regular basis, and I would encourage you to do that as well, no matter where you're living. Because even here in the United States, uh, true Christianity is always being persecuted. It's very soft and subtle how it's done, uh, but society 
you know, wants to always come at us uh, from one way or another and, and kind of mark us, well, that's really not the true Christian uh, that God has us to be, is a form of persecution when you stand up for truth and righteousness. Well, I'm going to bring this to an end here because I know it is Christmas uh, Eve and I want you all to enjoy uh, your family, your friends, uh, your Christian family as well. And please tell them how you found us. Uh, please uh, leave comments. Uh, positive comments are always appreciated. If you do have a question about the Bible, I will do my best to answer it in the podcast. And so you can submit those through the webpage as well. Again, may God bless you. May he always have the glory. And may you always be blessed by him. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. Be sure to hit the like button and follow us on your podcasting app. Please check out our website at biblicalquestion.com. All one word, all lowercase. In addition, we have a prayer request page, a way of contacting us, a statement of faith, and other resources for our listeners. Do you have a Bible question you would like answered on a future podcast or prayer request? We would be honored to hear from you and add your prayer request to our list so others may pray for you. Subscribe to our newsletter and follow us on our social media accounts. Again, that is biblicalquestion.com. Thank you and may he have the glory.